Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Betonline.ag, where the game starts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Believe in OK State podcast. I am Megan Robinson, joined as always by Justin Southwell and Eve Batoba. And Eve, we have a special guest today. That's right. We are talking about one of the best defensive linemen in the history of Oklahoma State football. Matter of fact, I don't know if y'all know this, Pro Football Focus College, okay, PFF, they had a list of the highest graded defensive tackles by season. And if you look at that list, 2016, the highest graded DT in the entire country was none other than Vincent Taylor out of Oklahoma State. Yo, not just one of the best defensive tackles in Oklahoma State history, one of the best specialists as well because he was blocking kicks, he was blocking PATs, blocks on blocks on blocks, took that ability, got drafted into the NFL. I'm talking about New Orleans' very own, okay, Miami Dolphin, Houston Texan, Atlanta Falcon, Vincent Taylor, my guy. Welcome to the show, man. Appreciate y'all for having me. I, I like that introduction you gave me. I feel, I, feel, I feel honored. You know, I'm always humbled by everything that took place with my career and in my life, so I'm very hum- humbled by that. Did yeah, anyone ever man. call you VT the DT? Because that's cool. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't think of that. That, that would have been dope though. VT the DT. Yeah, I wish I would have met you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would I would have definitely said that if we were on the same team. Start now. Woo! VT the DT. Yeah, I like that. Nah, I love it. I love it, man. Yo, you give a little uh a little update, man. What are you up to right now? Uh I just I, of course, you know, t- before talking to you, uh I just left yoga, but man, I got some good news. You know, uh, me coming off an injury last year with Atlanta. I actually got cleared uh, today at 12 o'clock by the doctor. Let's go. Hey. That was a blessing. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, what happens after the draft After the draft uh, that's coming up. I'm looking forward to, you know, hearing from teams and everything. Man, that's very exciting. Yeah, man. I, I, I know if there's one thing that I know uh, is how hard you work, man, mm-hmm. like your resilience through, through your whole journey and your career path. I remember back whenever you were at the Dolphins, me and you, we used to work out together back when oh, you were rehabbing. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I had to let I used to be like, what are you doing? I got to do more. But, you know, uh, I think as I get older and then like, you know, I was talking to my trainer like uh, last week. And I was just telling them, man, if I knew what I knew now, like coming into the league, I feel like, you know, my body would be different. You know, uh, you know, f- football come with injuries and all that. But like when I go in the gym, he be telling me, like, you got to slow down. I'll be trying to go in there and get it in. But I'm learning to like you got to let your body rest and do all this other stuff, too. You got you got that coach glass mindset still. No, nah, real talk, though, I do for real, for real. Just hit it. <laughs> Because <laughs> no, like the injury recovery for Coach Glass is you're on the sidelines on a bike, you're doing abs and all yeah. kinds of stuff, you know. And there's no rest. Ain't no resting. Yeah, you still getting that work when you don't think you work and why they practice. No, no doubt about it. Yeah, you're probably working harder whenever you're on the sidelines than you are exactly. you know, during the practice. 
that's why I stayed away. I didn't care if I was injured. I was like, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to avoid the sidelines. Yeah, you got it. That's yeah, where the real work is over uh, there. You, you get it in on that sideline. Especially <laughs> with those tempo runs, too. You're, if, you, if you got like an oh. upper body injury with glass, you're gonna, he's going to find a way to run you. <laughs> no question. You'd be coming back in better shape than everybody else. You're like, how this happened? Man, yo, well, you know, this week is uh, draft week. You know, guys, tonight, right? This airs on Thursday, so you got night one kicking off, and people are going to have their dreams come th- come true. Yeah. Man, what was the NFL draft week like for you and your family? Oh, it was crazy, you know. Me, I kind of, uh, you know, the first day I ain't going on the first day. I actually went on the third day, but I think a lot of guys get it like confused that it don't matter where you go; it's about what you do with your opportunity, you know. And uh, me going six round, you know, I remember when the Dolphins drafted me, I was actually. Uh, on the phone with the Oakland Raiders, because I guess you know when you go later in the rounds, the the, uh, the draft just start going fast. So like yeah, everybody starts bidding. But but the time you look on the t- you're gonna be off the phone call by the time it's shown on TV, so you already know what's going on. And I remember uh, I was on the phone actually with uh, Oakland. This one it was in uh, Oakland at the time, but I was on the phone with the Raiders and 305 number uh, come by. I think it was Mike Tannenbaum and it was Chris Greer. And I wound up clicking over, you know what I'm saying? And the Oakland was like, yeah, we about to select you. And then I clicked over because me, like, on draft day, you get numbers from phone numbers you don't know. So you got to answer because that could be a team calling you. So uh, I was on the line with uh, the Raiders, and I remember clicking over the Dolphins, and uh, it was Chris Grin. Uh, Tannenbaum had called me, and it was like, yeah, we about, to, we about to pick you. How you feel about being the Miami Dolphins? So, like, I feel like I could have ended up in Oakland. I could have ended up in – Miami, so it just happened to work out. You know, I ended up in Miami, and I tell people all the time I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity because, like, you know, I think uh, going to Miami so young, that taught me a lot. It taught me how to grow up fast. And, uh, you know, like I said, going to Miami, like, I learned a lot, and, uh, like, I feel like I grew up out there. So you say, okay, you're on the phone with the Raiders, then mm-hmm. the Dolphins are calling you. So were the Raiders yeah. after the Dolphins on the board at that time? I think it was. The they were going to yeah. take you? If, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, that's how it was. Because, again, like, again, like, you know, like, tomorrow, when a draft come on Thursday, you know, the first round, that whole thing, all the whole draft is on TV. But the first round, like, you know, you got – they taking yeah. their time with it, like, so it's yeah. out on TV. But when you go later in the draft, you know, it's going by fast. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I was off the call and knew where I was going before it even came on TV. And that's that way uh, my family was able to see it come on TV with the phone. They had their phones and everything ready. So – like I said, man, it was a crazy experience, but I ain't gonna lie, it, it was crazy and it was a blessed experience, but it's also it, it also could be stressful for guys, you know, waiting on that call, thinking like, damn, like, did I make a mistake by coming out early or even going back to school? But like I said, man, it ain't, it ain't about where you go, it's about what you do with your opportunity, man. A crazy story, I remember, I think, Eve, you probably was there. Uh, when This when the hurricane, I guess they had a hurricane come to Florida yeah. in 17. And we wind up going, I think it was Oxford with the Dallas yeah, Cowboys. Oxford, California, yeah. We was playing uh, the Chargers at the time when they was in, uh, what you call them, in San Diego, playing in the, uh, the Lasaka Stadium or whatever. Yeah. I remember, uh, you know, I'm a six-round draft pick. You know, I don't, I don't know how it worked. I know 53 people make the team, but only, I think, 47 dress on game day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, man, I, I remember T, Terrell Williams was the D-line coach at the time. Again, I'm young. I'm in the lead. I'm trying to figure out how it worked. You know, I go to the locker room. I'm like, I know I'm not going to be active. Uh, T had already told me. So, again, I don't know how it worked. And uh, I remember, like, 30 minutes before the game, man, uh, Eve, one of the linebackers went missing, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about yeah, that. we don't talk about that. But a guy a guy on our team went missing. He went AWOL. Like, he went literally, AWOL right before the game. 
I'm yeah. like, so like, coach come up to me. He like, yeah, you active. I'm active. Coach, you just told me I wasn't active, but the guy, you know, you know, I don't want nobody to go missing, but thank God he did because I was able to get an opportunity, you know. <laughs> so like, I played in the first game. I remember, believe it or not, my first play in the um. In a game, man, I had a TFL. I was like, all right, I could get used to this. So, man, you know, I just started working my way in. But again, man, uh, the NFL, you learn a lot. Uh, coming in when I was when I was coming in, I was again so young. I was learning like how it worked, you know. Brad, I just I just got it. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's, 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 it's so funny. Funny. You know what I'm talking about? It's, it's one so of the craziest that you, memories that I you ever mentioned had. That yeah. like that was uh, Eve was actually you know, kind of displaced or whatever, staying with me in Oklahoma City. Yep. Yeah. And I just remember that whole thing unraveling. I was like, I don't yeah. know what's going on, but Eve is like <laughs> the more, like the most stressed out I've ever seen him in his Yo, life. This man. For the most part, he's pretty level-headed on everything, but he that went was a that. different story. You yeah. don't want nobody to go missing before game. They, but, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate you. I got an opportunity. So, like, yeah. you know, it, was, it was a good experience, though. Yeah, it was one of the wildest things. Like we saw wow. him go into the meeting, <laughs> and then nobody ever saw him again. <laughs> when did they find him? Uh, they found him like while the game was going on. Yeah, but he was found. Yeah, he was. He was for sure was found. But man, that was that was crazy though, man. So Eve, you know what I'm talking about. Then. Yeah, yeah. One of the yeah. craziest things ever. And that's the thing. Like you just you never know when your opportunity, opportunity is going to come. come. And the yeah. thing about VT is, whenever I, I want to say this was year two. You were like second in the NFL in in tackles for defense. That, 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 that was when I was with Chris, man, the D line coach for San Fran uh, at the time. That's yeah. when I was playing some of my best ball. But again, you know, injuries take place. And even, and then, like I said, man, even even learning about learning about the NFL coming in, uh, you know, like that shook that uh surprised me the first game that I was active when I thought I wasn't gonna be uh yeah. active. And then from ever since on, you know, ever since then, like you know, uh, going into the NFL, you know, Monday. You'll come in and watch film, and then Tuesday is the day off in the NFL. Then Wednesdays is like your heavy practice. So Wednesday, like you know, again, uh, shout out to the special coach too, uh, Riz. When I was at the Dolphins, man, like Coach Riz, you know, one of the best special teams coach in the NFL. Yeah, uh, I remember he was telling the guys before I even came in. You know, I got a guy from Oklahoma, Oklahoma State coming, and he blocked kicks or whatever. So like me, like after that first game, I used to just go look because this at the time, this at the time when the NFL allowed big guys to be on the wedge for kickoff. Yeah. So like I used to go look at the depth chart and I used to knew, all right, I'm first on this. I could get in on special teams right here and I'm on field goal block because I know that's what I'm good at. So I know if I'm on that, that week, you know, I'm active. And then I know being on special team, that's going to come with defensive plays. So mm -hmm. you know, I used to always go look at special teams first and be like, all right, if I'm on the, I'm on the depth chart, I'm active this week. And like I said, I came with a uh, defensive play, so I kind of worked my way into the rotation. To that point, I mean, so many guys are going to get drafted this weekend and they're going to make a roster for mm -hmm. special teams. So what advice right. do you have for those guys who, you know, might be like, I really want to be whatever position I'm playing, but the path could be special teams. Man, I think when guys come to the league, that's one thing you gotta, you gotta, you gotta uh, embrace. You know, special teams. You know, I, you know, what I'm saying like that was something that that uh that happened with me in college. You know, uh, I think probably with Oklahoma State, I want to say I got like the school record for the most blocks in school history or something like that. I'm not yeah. sure, but you know, that's where it started from. Like that, I remember Coach Clemens. You know, that's how we used to start practice off at Oklahoma State with field goal block, and I, I just took advantage of that, man. And then uh, that kind of helped me out in the NFL. You know, like I said, I used to go in the building and look at the special team depth chart. If I'm on that, I know I'm active during game day, and I know that's going to come with defensive snaps. So for guys that's coming in, you know, even though you might be a running back or a linebacker, you got to embrace yourself and 
get get on the special teams, especially coming in as a young guy, as a rookie, you know. Uh, and again, I went six rounds, so like ain't nothing was guaranteed, you know. So I had to pretty much work hard to make that fifty three man roster. And uh, I thank God, and uh, I had good veterans like guy like Sue, Cam Wake, and uh, older guys, uh, Will Hayes, who in my room that kind of helped me out. And uh, I remember one time Sue pulled me to the side because you know coming in the league, I feel like stuff was going fast, but. Uh, and dumb too. And all, like all over the place. And I remember Sue pulling me to the side and just told me to take my time. And, you know, I, I just started getting used to things. So, like, uh, I think coming in the league, you know, you got to know your role, and, uh, get on on special teams or wherever you can help the team out. Because at the end of the day, like I said, 53 guys going to make it, but only 47 going to suit up on, on game day. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. Like, things fly by and, and you got to be ready whenever your number is called. So, man, let me, let, let me ask you. I remember uh, – Man, just watching you at OK State because we we missed each other on the team by just yeah, a, yeah. a couple seasons, right? Hold up. So I know like my my freshman, I know Jeffco was there. You wasn't there, was you? Yeah, so that would have been what, 2014? My first year was 20. I graduated school 13. So yeah, my uh my first year at Oklahoma State was 13. So it was 13. Okay, yeah. So my last season was 2012. So my last game right. played was in January 2013. Okay, yeah. So that yeah. was right, right before I got there. Yeah, we had just missed each other. And I remember, man, watching you your your junior year. Mm-hmm. And you over there, not only I think you had like a fumble recovery. You start returning, <laughs> you started returning yeah. the recovery, spreading yeah. down, pitching that thing. I don't even remember who you pitched. The tray, it to. It was Trey Flower. Yeah. Hey, you were moving. Yeah. I remember, hey, that, I was like, who is this guy? Like just mm-hmm. always just seems to be around the ball. I got a, what, I got a what, funny what story on that. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, go so, ahead. So to set this thing, all right, this is 2016. We're coming off like a 10-win season in 2015. Uh, that was we what, the Cactus Bowl? Was it the Cactus Bowl? Yeah. So we uh, – Cactus Bowl was Washington. Yeah, right? it was Washington. It was Washington, yeah. Then 2015 comes. Uh, I think we ended up going like 10-0 and to start off the year. And then mm-hmm. lost the yeah, last yeah. three games, including the bowl game to Ole Miss. Ole Miss, yeah. And so yeah. we're coming in 2016. It's like new uniforms. All right. Mm-hmm. We're looking good. And then we yeah. dropped one to, to Central Michigan, rando yeah. off the off the cuff. It was really uh, a win, but we yeah, yeah. so but we start off that year two and two, and we're coming into this game against Texas. Uh so like this is like the biggest momentum swing probably I've ever seen. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why. It was probably like 75 degrees that day, but it, it well, seemed hot. a lot hotter, right? And, but we're all we're out there in all black. Mm-hmm. I was yep. like, man, we're looking clean, okay. But uh, good luck to the guys out there in all black on this hot day. <laughs> anyway, it's like kind of we get out to a huge like jump, and it's like 14 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Texas is coming back. They get get a touchdown. They score another one. So yeah, it's well, 14, 13. Oops, I want to say swoops ran in for a touchdown. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he was he was looking pretty good. I was I was mm-hmm. getting a little worried. I was getting nervous there for a minute. But it, so it's it's 14-13. You block the extra point. Mm-hmm. All right. So not only did you block it, but you picked it up and yeah. you're running down this thing. <laughs> you pitched it like better than a lot of quarterbacks I've seen. Right. Like, what's the deal? This guy is just complete stud. Takes it in for you know the two-point conversion. So we're up uh, 16-13 at that point and it ended up, you know being the momentum swing that we needed. Cause I think from that point on, I think we won out the rest of the games yeah, right, right. except we did. for the end of the end of the year. But man, that was awesome. Like I, I just remember being up in the stands and I'm like, 
this dude, like best D tackle I've ever seen. I love it. And of course you're just making impacts like that. So I had to throw that story out there because that's from my perspective up there and like, you know, 309 or something. Yeah. I appreciate that. But I I like to have fun. And then, you know, me and Trey Flowers, we went to middle school together. So like, Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) We went to to middle school together and then we went to the same college. So we've been knowing each other. So like to be able to do that, like, you know, I was just in a moment, man. And, (laughs) I think I had like two blocks that game, and I remember Darian had one. We just had a block party that game. Yeah. And, I mean, your presence was felt, too, because there was another one that he just completely missed. And he was yeah, like, he, that was a, he, he did miss one, yes. It was a, it was a long day for uh, just, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're definitely trying to stay away from VT that game. Yeah. Man, absolutely love that. What went into your decision to forego your senior, your senior year and say, hey, I'm entering the draft? That's a good question, man. Just knowing where I come from, like you, uh, just knowing where I come from, like you know, uh, you know, everybody have a story, and uh, you know, I know where I come from, and like you just mentioned, like you just mentioned, uh, Justin, uh, we went to New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl to play in Ole Miss, a city yeah. where I was from, and then a year after, you know, uh, we go play in the Alamo Bowl in San Antonio. So really, I got like that whole experience, like wow. me up from New Orleans, going back to play my last game in the Sugar Bowl. And then me being relocated after Hurricane Katrina to go uh, where I moved to San Antonio at, to go play in the Alamo Bowl to uh, finish my career. It's like, what more can you ask for? So really yeah. just talking with Asians and everything, man. Like, I didn't know. I had already graduated. So if I would have came back, I would have been working on probably like a master's or another degree. So that was one of the things I was looking at, too. And then also, like, you got to think, like, when you go to the NFL, like, it's a young person lead. So, you know what I'm saying? You're going. If I would have went back to school another year, you got to think that would have been a year that I would have been putting my dreams of going to the NFL. And I wouldn't even say dreams because, you know, first thing guys say when they get drafted, oh, it was always my dream to go to the NFL. You know, I, with me, I was just taking mine step by step. Like when I was in college, I mean, when I was in high school, you know, getting my first offer from Bell and then uh, Coach Spencer calling me, offering me from Oklahoma State, like moving from New Orleans to San Antonio, like, you know, Football big in Louisiana, but it's even bigger in Texas. So like that whole That's right. that whole thing was new to me. Like I didn't know what the SAT was, the ACT until yeah. I moved to San Antonio, Texas. Like I didn't know what rivalries was when you go to the Nike caps and get stars and all that. So all that was new to me. So like I said, I was just taking it process by uh, process by process. When I went to high school, I was thinking about all right, going to college. When I went to college, then I started thinking. I didn't start thinking about the leading until somebody said, "You you good enough to go to the NFL." That's when I was, you know, I just took it and ran with it. So you were in college when you were like, I actually could make it. As right. Well, to be honest, like, you know, like I said, when I was in high school, I was thinking about going to college. Uh, you know, uh, I was always good in football and in sports in general. And I remember my sophomore year uh, in football, I was able to play on ESPN because we had the number one running back going against the number two running back when we played Cibolo Steel. Uh, the school where Jordan Stearns went to. And like I said, mm-hmm. it was the number one running back versus the number two running back in high school. And uh, I went out there and made a couple of plays and got my name out there. And, you know, uh, going back to school that Monday, getting uh, letters from different colleges. But I was just a sophomore at the time. It was all new to me. So, like I said, I just yeah. took it step by step. Wow. Hey, there's something to be said about being exactly where your feet are planted, not thinking too far ahead, just right, dominating. Right, right. The moment I tell you, there are a couple guys out of Oklahoma State who are trying to be where their feet are planted this week, right. but they got a real opportunity to okay. make it to the next level. You got, you got Tyler Lacey, you got that's Jason Taylor the second. Those are you know projected. That's my cousin saying last. 
Tyler. Wait, hold on. You, no, I ain't my cousin, but I just understand that because we went last. Okay. But uh, also, too, though, man, like, I remember, like, when my time going, when my time, I was going through Oklahoma State, like, back to taking it step by step, you know. Uh, when I seen guys like Jimmy and E-Man come before me, like, you know, seeing E-Man get drafted, like, I remember telling E-Man one day, like, I'm a beat up, bro. Like, you motivated yeah. me. And, like, to this day, that's, like, my best friend. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you see E-Man, you're going to probably see me vice versa, you know. And yeah, so man. He, he was one of the guys that, like, kind of, like, pushed me. I was already motivated, like I said, because I know where I came from. But to see somebody come before me and go to the NFL that played – that was in the same D-line room with me. I, I used that as motivation, too. Yeah, it was crazy, actually. One day at the facility, I don't know what I was doing there. It was probably like 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. I was probably just wrapping up some work or something like that. Just one of those late nights in the office. And I hear music is going on in the locker room. Yeah, I, I used to go in there late at night. Yeah, yeah. VT used to be there late at night. So I'm, I'm in there. VT is doing his cardio, working up a sweat. Nah, really he's outside. Not. Like he's out there. I'm like, what in the world? Who's this other guy that's in here? So yeah. I'm, I'm looking around. I'm peeking. I'm like, I do not recognize this person as part of the Dolphins football team. Yeah. I go around the corner. It's Jimmy Bean. Out Jimmy of, from Bean. Oh, yeah, State. I did bring Jimmy in there. Yeah, yeah. I was. And Jimmy was. He was playing for the Oakland Raiders, I think, at the time. Mm-hmm. He was in Miami at the time. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, why are you at the Dolphins training facility? He was like, yeah, man. VT brought me in, man. We just yeah. over here getting a late night session in. Just I used to so go in there and get it in, dog. Super random, man. I think that just goes to show, man, the Cowboys Cowboys football family, man, it stays with you and it goes cool. even beyond uh, just those walls, man. Have you been paying attention at all to the guys who could potentially get drafted this year? That's going into the draft, this upcoming yeah. draft? Tyler Lacey, yeah, Jason Tyler, Taylor. Like, he, he one of the guys, like, uh, you know, I had a few people ask about him. You know, he's he younger than me, but, like, I know who he is just from watching the game. But I think he have a, a, a very good chance of getting drafted. I also think uh, the safety, uh, Taylor, he, he, he got a chance to get drafted, you know. All-American. Like, All-American. Like you said, like, you know, if those guys watch this podcast or listening to it, like, it don't matter where you go. It's about what you do with your opportunity, you know. I think, like, you know, it's like point something of guys, uh, athletes that make it to the league. So it's very hard. But, again, it ain't about what you – it ain't about where you go. It's about what you do when you get in there. And I think those two guys, you know, they got a good chance of getting drafted. But not only that, you know, uh, guys that may not get drafted from Oklahoma State, you know, if y'all get a call to be a free agent, you know, just go in there and put your best foot forward. You said, you know, you are a six-round draft pick. You keep mm-hmm. saying – doesn't matter where you go. It's what you do with that. And I 100% agree with that. Where did you, where were you anticipating going based on all your pre-draft conversations with teams and such? Uh, one thing I could say for sure, like, you know, uh, again, uh, you know, when you go to Kama, it's, kind of, it's a long process. You have informal meetings, then you have formal meetings. Uh, informal is the one teams you meet with outside of, like, if you just see them, you know, in a train station, but you got... Uh, formal meetings where you go into it with like the GM, the head coach, and your position. Yeah. So uh, I kind of knew Miami was probably was gonna be one of the teams that I got drafted to just because that was one of the meetings that I had in person with like you know the D line coach and uh, Chris Grill and uh, like the head coach, the GM, the head coach, and the D line coach. So Miami was one of the team I had a formal with. So uh, me getting drafted by them, I was like, man, like you know what I'm saying like this was one of the teams that I met with. So for me to get drafted there, it, it made sense. Were you expecting to go day three? I'm asking because there's there are guys every year from Oklahoma State or not who are 
they're told, you know, you might be a second or third round pick and then right, they're right. not until day three. So I, my point is like, what is your advice to those guys who might have been given an earlier projection and they don't go until, until day three? How do they deal with their emotions of the will I or won't I get the call? I just say, man, be around good people. Like if your family truly supports you, they're not worrying about what round you go or whatever. Like if they support you, they all in, you know? And that was one of the things that was with my family. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my family, everybody that came to my draft party, they stayed from the first day all the way to the last day. So to get that call while everybody was around, you know, to me, like I'm the first person in my family to make it to that level of sports. So like to be the youngest one of my grandmother uh grandsons, like, you know, I feel like it didn't matter where I was gonna go. Like just to have that opportunity, like I know my family was happy for me. What did That's you do awesome. for your draft party all week? What was your party? Uh, it was actually in Houston because uh, my brother was living out here at the time, and it's crazy. I had just bought a house in Houston. So Houston was always a place that I kind of always seen myself being and getting a house at. So uh, my draft party was out here in Houston. And, uh, you know, guys who who might think, you know, they might not get the call, man, like it's good to watch the draft, but try to stay try to stay busy. Like try to be around, like I said, your family, be around people that truly care for you. Now, you know that um... – you know, the, the, there was a huge transfer, just huge oh, evacuation yeah, yeah. that happened at Oklahoma State mm -hmm. after the season ended. Gundy came out and he said, look, a lot of that is on me. I got kind of complacent. Look, I need to have, you know, I, I need to make sure that I stay on top of my game as a coach as well. Yeah. So many things have transpired over the last six months as part right, of the right. program. What do you make? What do you think about the state of Oklahoma State football right now? You know, I never talked down on that because that's a, a place I that's a place that I played at, you know. Uh Coach Clemens still there, a guy that coached me and uh some of the other coaches like Coach W and a lot of other coaches that, that are still there. But uh with Gundy, man, I just think that like, you know, I think you could get more former guys like involved with, you know, coming back there, whether it's for the spring game or even just being around different recruits, you know, uh, especially like with that NIL thing going on right now. You know, I think with that going on, like we as Oklahoma State, like, we have to apply pressure just how these other schools are applying pressure, you know, try to get them five, four stars, and that don't even really matter, you know. Once you get in there with Coach Glass, he's going to get you right and have you ready to play on Saturday. But uh, with Oklahoma State, man, like, take advantage of the the, uh, the transfer portal, you know. Uh, do what you got to do to keep guys around, you know. Uh, guys coming in, like, you got to keep up with the way things are now. Like, when I was in school, they ain't had an NIL deal. So now, you know, guys going to school just off of that. So, uh you know, you got to apply that pressure like um, Oklahoma State. We got to apply that pressure so that we could get those big time guys and mainly get those guys that's in Oklahoma, you know, keep those guys home. Hey, VT, we need you to start a collective, man. I know you I, hey, I know you got it. I know you got uh, the I know one day I might want to come coach at Oklahoma State, you know, uh, bring guys there. Like, so, you know, like I said, I never talked down on that because that was a school that gave me an opportunity. So, like. But I think if we could take advantage of that NIL stuff and the, uh, the portal, man, keep to keep guys there, I think I think Oklahoma State gonna be just fine. Gonna say, ever, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, do you ever reach out to like any of the yeah players, maybe like defensive tackle your position group or anything like that at Oklahoma State and kind of offer like like a mentor type of relationship? Do you ever think about doing anything like that? 
I would. I don't have a problem with you know reaching out to guys, you know, because I was I was a guy that went through the whole process. I went through the college thing. I went through the draft thing. I'm you know in the NFL right now. So where I'm at. So if young guys out there, you know, if they ever was to reach out to me, even on social media, you know, I follow right. some of those guys on social media. Uh, I think Brandon Evans, he was out there training where I trained at at Bomberitos in Florida. You know, uh, yeah. I had a few DM, DMs with him. It wasn't nothing crazy though. But like, if guys like that or anybody you know, at Oklahoma State, ever feel like they want to reach out to me and ask me just what the process was or what it was like, you know, how you deal with certain things. Now, you know, I'm, that's what, you know, older guys are here for, you know, because I know when I was coming out, I needed guys to talk to. Like I mentioned, the Sues, the can wait, like older guys. So if guys at that level, you know, they feel like they want to reach out and have any questions about anything, I'll be here to answer them. Love it. No, you got to love that, man. Have you had a chance to uh, just keep up with Brian Nardo? We got a brand new defensive coordinator. You know, know, last season we had one defensive coordinator. He decided that he wanted to take kind of a leave of absence, kind of, you know, per se. And, man, just what what, what do you think that OK State fans can expect? That's number one. And number two, is it more stressful to be a player or is it more stressful to be a fan on the outside? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but answer that again. I, li- I like the way you answer that. That's why I'm only having you like repeat it. Is it? Because I'm thinking about what you said. I know what you said, but I'm trying to see how I'm gonna answer. <laughs> no, no, no doubt, no doubt. One, what can we expect? What, or at least, what do you think we can expect from Oklahoma State's defense? There was a nice run there where OK State was, hey, right. one of the premier defenses in the country. So I think that's yeah, question number one. Let's just leave it at that for now. Uh, really, man, you need you need guys that's really gonna buy in, and I got like I said, I think it starts with recruiting, but also you gotta have you gotta hold guys at a at a higher level, like a, at a higher standard. I think we as Oklahoma State, you know, we think about all right, if we make it to a bowl game, that's a successful season. Like I was just telling somebody that the other day, like man, Oklahoma State, like we gotta we gotta get it, man. We think because we go yeah. to a bowl game, that's a winning season. Like we need to be trying to get in the college football championship, you know, especially when they expand it. Like that's gonna give us. Another opportunity. And don't get me wrong, Oklahoma State always been a good program. Like, we're a good program. But, you know, we had those games where we'll probably fall off or we'll start off good and then we'll have a slope and then, you know, stuff start happening. Like, I know a lot of guys got injured. Like, the Brandon guy, he had got injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, man, just start, like I said, with the recruiting and who you bringing in there. You, know, you got to bring guys in there that want that want to play, that, that's going to have that dog mentality and that's going to buy it. But also, like, you know, start with Coach Gundy. He, him being a head coach, you know, you got to have a good coaching staff around you. Guys, again, that's going to buy in and that's going to set the standard because that's where it started at the end of the day with the coaches. Players yeah. don't do what you allow them to do, or you know. Yeah. Ever since you left the program, do you find it easier to? Is is it less stressful to be a player on the team, or or to be a fan of the team? Like, which one do you think just brings you <laughs> more stress? Oh, uh, I would say a fan, because at the end of the day, you being a fan, you can't control how the game <laughs> gonna go, because you're not out that plan, but. Yeah. You know, like, it'd be, like I said, man, when you start off, like, you know, I think it was one year, it probably was like last year, so I think we was in like the top five or something, and we started, we just started losing, and that dropped us out of the, like, being ranked and everything. I just think, uh, you know, with a program, everything you do in life, you got to be consistent. So, like, I yeah. think, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, Gundy got to hold guys at a higher standard, because at the end of the day, like, me going through that program, like, I know what Coach Glass bring. Like, I know he, he going to get it out to you. He going to have you ready to play. Like, you know, not just in the weight room, but on the field. But also, like, he going to make sure you're doing the right thing. I don't know what it was. I was at Oklahoma State. Like, me, I was never a guy that had off-the-field issues or none of that. Like, you know, I try to keep my record clean. 
But I don't know what, Mr. what must have happened one day. I probably was late for something or missed class or something. And I remember doing 300, 300 flights <laughs> on a semester. I told myself, I'd never do this again. Like, yeah, I've been there. Again, like, 300, like, with, with the coach watching you, I remember that's when Coach True was there at the time. He used oh, to call him guy's cat daddy. But man, like, cat daddy. Cat daddy. <laughs> like, doing 300 yards, step master, I told myself, never again. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not just the 300. You got to do your workout after that. Yeah, do your workout too. And, uh, yeah. I remember Bruh, I, I have no idea how we used to survive 300 flights of Stairmasters. I, I just, it, it I, I don't get tough. it. I remember uh, being in the weight room one time, man. You know, uh, we do uh, 25, 50, 10 with the little, for yep. the app. And I guess, you know, they got mirrors all around in the uh, in the weight room. Coach Glass must have seen a guy cheating the reps or something. He was like, start this shit over. I remember oh, yep. full workout over. Like, Coach Glass has started workout over real quick. Yeah. And, uh, because you know he he hold players to a higher standard, and he expect leaders to be leaders. Yeah, right, right at the beginning of the workouts, twenty five toe touches, fifty twists, and then ten v ups, and then you got three sets of that. Mm -hmm. I guess like he must have caught a guy cheating or something. Well, he said start the whole workout over. Yeah, hey, I still do twenty five, fifty, ten to this day. To this day, yep, no lie, yep, twenty five. For perspective, three the Empire State Building only has 86 flights. So you're doing more than three Empire State Buildings. Yeah, so you do the math. That's crazy. That's and a lot. And I know I'm going to do 150 and then I'm going to do the other 150. Now nah, you're doing that 300 at one time. <laughs> you got to yeah. do the whole thing. <laughs> I did that one time in my at Oklahoma State. I told myself I'd never do that again. Yep. And then, you know, I'm a big guy, so I ain't moving all fast like them, them, them little – Position guys, and man, I like I said, that was that was a rough day. So, do you guys remember? Was there a time limit on that, or was I making that up? Now, it was when you, whenever you get done. Only way you was okay. getting off that if you had class. And, you yeah, know, you, you still coming back to finish them. That was the <laughs> only way you was getting off off them stem masters. I think maybe the the one time that I did it, and I only did it one time. I was the exact same mindset as you. I'm never doing this again. I'm gonna be here early. But I remember thinking that I had to do it in an hour, and I don't know if that was just me. So or, you was getting it. Man, I was yeah, I was it was rough. Yeah, no way. Yeah, I'm, I there's no chance I could do it under an hour. Yeah, that that, that got real. I'm like kind of curious to see how long it would take me. Jay, do it. All you got to you. You do is go do it. I know. Oh, I don't know. More power to you. Maybe no. maybe one day. I don't know. I'm competitive, so yeah. I don't think I can do it under an hour. I'm just curious to see, or I might get to 100 flights and be like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, Multiply by three. 300, 300, 300, you ever did them? 300 flights? Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, one time. Exa hey, exact yeah. same as y'all. You do it one time, you never want to do it again. I can't do it. Yep. BT, when was the last time you were back in Stillwater? It was um, two years after I left. So it was when they played OU. It was for, it was, was it OU? It was OU. Uh, yeah, it was when they played OU. It was for Bellum. That was the last time I came back. I think that was like 2019. Yeah, 2019 was the last time I came back. But again, man, that's another thing. Like I said, I think like former guys, like, you know, if we could get back and show our faces, I think that'll also help recruits or other people want to go to Oklahoma mm -hmm. State. But also getting us involved. You know, uh, I be seeing a lot of guys that go to other schools, you know, they go back to those schools. So I just think, you know, um, I got to find my way to get back there, though. Yeah, no doubt. I was asking because I was walking into BPS the other day, mm -hmm. and I just happened to look, like, walk by the front with the pro shop and the Boone statue. I look up. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah. What was your reaction when you saw yourself on the outside of Boone Pickens? 
Man, that was a blessing because I remember, like, you know, I used to walk into, like, the facility when I was there. You know, you got Barry Sanders on the wall. You got Justin Blackman. You got uh, Jay Gill on the wall, Des Bryant. Then you had uh, the quarterback. You had Russell O'Coom on the wall. You had number – what is his name? Uh, number 10, Clinton Show. You yeah. had guys like that on the wall. So I'm like, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? These guys, you walk in here, you see these guys. Like, they ain't just on the wall because they on the wall. They on the wall because, like – these are guys that's known, but also that came through the program and did damage. So I remember, uh, I think it was Jordan Burton. I remember him sending it to me. That's when he was a recruiting, a recruiting uh, guy at uh, Oklahoma State, and just saying, I'm like, damn, like that's, that's legendary. Like you know, like one day hopefully I could bring my kids back and they could see that. And I know that Coach Gundy's got your NFL jersey up on his wall somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I, I hope he do. I mean, every guy that came before me. They went to the NFL, they jersey on the wall. So I yeah. like yeah, Gundy, Gundy should have my jersey on. Yeah. Did you have definitely. to send it to him or I think you I think we used to send it to Justin. Even to this day, you know, I still be in contact with Justin and equipment. Yeah. He'll text me just to ask me how things going. <laughs> I'm coming back. Uh even he'll be sending me messages about the little legendary golf thing that they be having during the spring game. So uh Justin is yeah, he he's a stand up guy. He's a guy that I still be in contact with to this day. For all, all all the YouTube listeners out there, the last time that I went to a game at Oklahoma State, I looked up at the screen. I saw this picture. I had to take the photo on my phone. Oh, it's a huge picture of Vincent Taylor uh, right there. I, and I sent it straight to you. I was like, I remember that. Can't get away from VT, man. Wherever I go. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, shout out to you too, though, E, because you you did you wrote a book, right? Yeah, wrote a yeah, book. I got, I got your book. Yeah, I got your book. Okay. Matter of yeah, fact, I'm... it's on my bookshelf. Matter of fact, yeah, I remember because you sent it to me in Atlanta, and uh, the linebacker coach, Coach Bush, he was he was reading because you know he was at Miami too with him. Bro, Coach Bush bought like a hundred copies. Yeah, because he was <laughs> yeah, like, "I'm gonna bring one tomorrow." Me, I'm like, "God, I you. we gonna see Bush." And he actually bought me one, so man, like, that's that's legit. Okay. I like how you got the little pictures in there though throughout the book too, man. That's dope, man. Just seeing how you came up. Like I, I said, know, everybody man. got a story, man. That's your story. Justin's no, no. in it. He's in a picture. Yeah, that, that's dope. I like that. I <laughs> just hang around Eve long enough and something good will happen. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You need, you need good people around you, though. That's, that was one of the things I learned at the business combine, man. Like being with Caleb and chipping all, all those other guys that's a part of Pat. Uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about that, right? So you have what's called um, the Pro Athlete Combine, mm-hmm. the Pro Athlete Community, and the Business Combine is something that's taken that took place during the offseason right. for guys across the NFL to really come in and do a deep dive on the inner workings of all things business, real estate, investing, public right. speaking, everything that you could possibly dream of. And you got to participate in that this past uh, this past offseason, man. How was that for you? Man, it was great, man. It was a great experience, you know, with Caleb and Clip, uh, Chip. And the rest of those guys, what they doing, man? Just the people they brought in to talk to us. But also, I think it helped me out a lot because it helped me come out of my comfort zone. You know, uh, you know, we had to talk. You know, I ain't really be, I don't really be good at talking on mics. But you know, that was one of the things I was telling Caleb. Like, you know, I don't just want to come to the business combine and say, "Oh, I attended it." Like, I want to come there and get something out of it. And like, that was one of the things that helped me come out of my comfort zone. But also, I learned a lot because that. Um, it let me know like what it is that I wanted to get involved with after my playing career was over. And I think uh, real estate was one of the things that I do want to get involved with. And, uh, you know, being a coach and just like you mentioned, uh, I think it was Justin or Megan, y'all mentioned like, do I ever talk to like any of the younger guys? Like, you know, being somebody that younger guys look up to like a leadership program or anything like that. So I've definitely found out a lot about myself when I went to the business combine. And uh, like I was telling you guys before the podcast, like, 
you know, that just helped me with what I wanted, what I wanted to do or what I'm interested in and getting it. Getting yeah, and you currently have a couple businesses down in Houston or San Antonio, don't you? Man, it's crazy because I actually just sold my barbershop in February. And oh, the, the heroes? Yeah. So the thing about it, me, I don't go to San Antonio a lot. So that was kind of one of the reasons why I was like, all right. And then I'll cut hair. I really did it to give my business partner. That was some of the things he wanted to do. A guy that always used to cut my hair, you know, and uh, he wanted to open up his own spot because he was familiar with cutting hair. I ain't know nothing about it. But, you know, if I'm close with somebody and I'm with my people, if I can help my people out, that's what I'm going to do. You know, so uh, just being being surrounded with the right people, man. Uh, one of the quotes they had used at the combine was like, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go go as a team. And that was just one of the things I always think about. So you got to for sure make sure you got the right people around you. I know how Justin was saying, like, he'd been around Eve a long time. <laughs> That's good people. If you're still around a person for this long, y'all must be doing something right together. My guy. Mm -hmm. what, what's your degree in? Uh, education, but uh, not a get like I said after going to that business come out. Like, I'm thinking about going to get my master's because you know that's something the NFL pay for, and I think we as guys in the NFL, I think that's something that we got to take advantage of. I was talking yep. to like a vet in the league, and he was like, Man, don't nobody really be knowing what I'd be into during the off season. Like, you know, people just be thinking I'm working out, man. I'd be actually in school getting my degree, and uh, hearing Ronnie Hudson talk, a guy that played. Center for uh, Arizona, like an older guy talking to him at the business combine, he was just telling me like how he went to school during the off season and stuff. So I think, you know, with, if the NFL pay for it, why not go get that? So I think that was one of the things that I think I do want to do. That's Gosh. awesome. Right. I love that so much. Mm. Just like life coaching with VT. You know, you need yeah, your own podcast. A lot of people be telling me that. I do need to start a podcast. I think thousand percent. Podcast the new wave though right now. So what y'all what y'all doing right now? I, I like it. That's dope. And I also just think that listening to you and everything that you said in your journey, it is really inspiring because mm -hmm. so many guys, so many guys, like from the time they're six, you know, I could look through my seventh grade yearbook, right. and I guarantee there were at least ten guys that were like, "I want to be a professional insert sport here." Yeah, I ain't a lot. Like I said, uh, not to cut you off. Like I said, mm -hmm. like when a lot of guys get drafted, you know, that's gonna be one of the first things they say. Oh, it was always my dream to go to the NFL to do this and that. With me, like I don't know, I'm, I was blessed to go to the NFL, blessed to be in the NFL. But with me, I, I just took it pathway by pathway. I was in high school thinking about going to college. When I got to college, then I started thinking about pro. But and then, like I said, always knowing where I come from too. Like I knew. Football helped me out so much because that was my way out. Yeah. You got to get you back on campus to talk to this team and set them up for life, man. All right. Yeah. But uh, I think, Eve, then you go back and talk to him one time, right? Yeah, well, a, a couple times. But not only did I go back and talk, you were actually one of the players that I always bring up as an example yeah, of like, that, yo, this is somebody that sat in the exact same seats that you guys were in. Talk did his thing, understood how to watch film, keep his pad level low, got to the NFL, was second in the league and got in defensive tackles um, that were leading the league in tackles, and then just, boom, kept climbing, kept climbing, kept climbing, you know, still it doing it. Young young guys, young young guys need to see that because, you know, sometimes, like, people don't think they got what it takes. But, like, if you see somebody, like I mentioned, like, me seeing E-Man get drafted, and you in the same D-line room as me, we got the same D-line yeah. coach, I said, E-Man. Like I tell, I told him that like, man, you gonna be the reason why I be the next one to come out of Oklahoma State. Like seeing you go, I know that you know you somebody I hang around. So I know if you go, I know that's gonna motivate me to want to go to where you going. And speaking of which, I know uh, 
Meg is gonna like this because she's a Patriots fan. So <laughs> whenever 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 E Man came out, mm-hmm. he was the thirty second overall pick. Right, right, right. But he yeah. wasn't a first round pick. Round pick yeah. Because the Patriots had one of their picks taken away from them. Right, right. All that cheating that they do. So yeah. So technically, I still say E Man was a first round pick. But to be honest pick. though, another thing too though, like what a lot of people don't know, like People probably do know. I ain't gonna say a lot of people don't know, but like, say a guy that you know, like Eman, like how you say he went thirty-two. So technically, that's first round, but it's listed as second round. Right. So things like that, like guys rather go second round than to go like thirty-two or thirty because, like, you one year closer to getting to that next contract. You know, if you go first round, a team got the opportunity to hit you with the fifth round, the fifth round, the fifth round option. So. A lot of guys rather be that first a second round pick, not first, but uh, be that first a second pick in the second round. Yeah, if you, if you go in the first round, the, the the team has control over you for five years. For five years, rather than four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, little tricks of the trades right there. So if you get out the first round, don't be so yeah. mad. You get no, to get to the so next contract. You get to that second that second contract of your fast. But now another thing though, Eve, I be keeping up with your journey, man. With uh, with, with what you're doing on Instagram, you know, talking about the CBAs. Talking about the Asian fees and everything, so you know you're doing your thing on that. So I want to commend you on that, congratulate you on that. Keep hey, that show. I be watching them, bro. I be watching them. I appreciate it. <laughs> one thirty four in the CBA. <laughs> yeah, Power yeah. the players, man. That's yeah, what it's all about. Make sure they you have. You ever thought about getting with the NFLPA? Like that was something you you'll be interested in. <sighs> Maybe down the line, not right now. Not right now. Yeah, got got uh, got some fun, exciting projects that I'm working on that I, I I'll tell you about some other time. Yeah, that's dope. Wow, that's, that's good, man. As long as you know what it is you want to do. Yes, and if, VT, if you end up back at Oklahoma State, you know, Eve is probably going to take that route, too. I'm going to speak into existence, man. One day I'm going to be the, the D-line coach, though. You know what I'm saying? When I'm done playing, I'm going to be the D-line coach. Come on. Yeah, we got VT, VT D-line coach, yeah. Jamie Blatnick being the strength and conditioning coach, J.W. Walsh, the head coach. We got Eve being the player personnel. You're going to be, you're going to have Rod Johnson job when he retires. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we got it all, we got it all planned <laughs> out, man. Look, just let it play out. And then, you know, Vic, Vic doing this, Vic, uh, I don't know how to say his last Hirosaki. name. Osaki. Osaki. That's my dude, too. You know, me, him, and E-Man close. He's doing this thing right now. Shout out to Vic, man. Is he, he still at Old Dominion? Yeah, he's doing his thing, man. Uh, Vic, another guy, you know, he was a guy that dealt with injuries, but you talk about a guy that loves football. <laughs> Vic was one yeah. of those dudes that, that loved football, you know. I remember yeah. when he got hurt at Oklahoma State. Uh, we used to go out to, like, one of the kickboxing rooms in the uh, – co- what it was? The, was it the COVID? That's mm-hmm. how you the – in the COVID. And uh, they had, like, the dummies in there, like, that you punch and stuff. And I remember <laughs> He changed the name from the kickboxing room to the D-line room, and we used to go in there and work different <laughs> D-line drills and all that. Like, Victor be a dude who used to carry, like, ladders and hurdles around in the back of his trunk. That's how much he really loved football. So, shout out to him, too. Victor Irokansi. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he needs to be in football for the rest of his yeah, life. He needs to be in football for the rest of his life, for real. Yeah, doing his thing as a coach at, at Old Dominion. Man, VT, thank you for being on, man. Definitely love whenever some of our yeah, old teammates, some of our Cowboy football family can get back on and we can sure. all chat it up. Yeah. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate you, Justin and Megan, for having me. Anytime. You're welcome. Anytime. Before before we wrap this up, guys, I have to just give a quick shout out. Big week for our women's golf team. Yes. I don't know how much of other OSU sports you follow VT, but women's golf. On Instagram, yeah. Shout out to them. Won Big 12 in both team and individual for Mm -hmm. the first time 
since 2016, seventh time overall. Madison okay. Colchard won the individual title by one stroke. And another news, baseball's Tyler Wolfert was named Big 12 Newcomer of the Week. Let's go. Four yeah. hit, or, hits in all four games, batted 600 on the week, going nine for triple home run and six RBIs. So baseball streaking right now and golf is back in action on the eighth. Men are currently playing this week in the big 12 championship. Uh, women are back in action on the eighth in regionals to hopefully yeah. make it to the natty. So That's dope. Hey, that college world series, I'm telling you, go ahead and get your tickets. Okay. State's going to be in it. Speaking of uh-huh. t- I love I appreciate it. y'all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to another episode of the Believe in OK State podcast presented by Bet Online. Big, big thanks to VT the DT. We know that I will now be calling you. I, I wish you all the best. You take run with it. Can't wait to see where you are this season, how things play out for you after the draft. Good luck to all of the Cowboys this week. Hope you all get the call. Justin, Eve, I'm Meg. As always, go Pokes. Go Pokes. Go Pokes. Go Pokes. Go Pokes.